0: what's up? I'm Elena and welcome back to Inside College Admissions, a podcast presented by SCORE. Today's episode is part two of What I Wish I Knew Before College, where I ask other college grads about their biggest secrets, mistakes, and tips for what they wish they knew. Their advice as always is based on their personal experiences, but I think you'll definitely find some advice and laughs in what they have to say. As a recent grad myself, I feel like this is exactly the kind of stuff I wish I knew before getting to college, which is why we started this series. If you haven't already listened to episode one, go on back and take a listen. Everybody shared really great advice about how to make friends and how to find cool clubs at school. I also give my own advice for what I wish I knew before college too. So if you haven't heard it already, here's a hint. It involves me being very awkward my freshman year and Drake's wisest words yet, YOLO. Okay, let's get into part two. We've got timestamps in the description. So as always, feel free to jump to whatever you'd like to hear. Let's ask grads what they wish they knew before college. Hey, Shahom.
1: Hey, how are you?
0: Great. How are you?
1: I'm doing all right.
0: Thank you so much for talking with me about the things that you wish you knew before you went to college.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to have this conversation.
0: Me too. Okay, so my first question for you is, where did you go to undergrad?
1: So I actually went to the University of Pennsylvania in Philadelphia, and specifically, I studied finance at the Wharton School.
0: Okay, it's Ronnie pants. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> so Shaham,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you shared some really great advice. One of the things that you wish you knew before you went to college is something that I wish I knew before I went to college as well, which is that everyone else is scared and confused and not having as much fun as social media will lead you to believe. I know I realized this around Thanksgiving of my first year in college. Can you talk a little more about it?
1: Yeah, of course. I will start by saying that I think... Social media still definitely has its issues, but I think folks maybe are a little bit more forthcoming on social media Mm -hmm. now than they were 10 or so years ago when when I went to college. But still, I think what you see is is that people are generally only posting their best selves on social Mm -hmm. media. So they're only posting the really great things that happen, which can sort of lead to a warped view of how others are coping with this really difficult adjustment period. In most cases, you're going from living at home with your family, your friends that you've known since you were a kid to in this new environment where there're so many unknowns. You're doing laundry yourself for the first time or <laughs> you know, you're you have to take care of yourself and your meals and you don't have someone there taking care of you and it's a challenge and it's a challenge for everyone. But a lot of times social media wouldn't lead you to believe that because you're just seeing how great everyone else is doing, which is awesome. You know, you feel, you feel great for people and you feel happy for people. But at the same time, it's, it's, it's tough to sometimes not ask yourself, like, well, what am I doing wrong? Why am I not that happy? Why am I not that successful? And yeah. I think it's, it's really dangerous when you start, you know, start making those comparisons.
0: Yeah, I know I definitely felt that way at my first school before I transferred. And I would see everybody from orientation all having a great time and post about it. And I just kind of thought to myself, why don't I feel that way? And I I didn't even think anything of it until I talked to a friend who also went far away for school. And I told her about it. And she was like, No, I do not love it here. It's really hard. The adjustment's hard. And it was so comforting just to hear that she also felt the same way, even though on social media, everyone was making it seem like they were having a great time.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I literally last week was spending time with some of my best friends from college and a lot of them I didn't meet till my junior or senior year. And yet these are the people who I'm now traveling cross country to be with. So yeah, I think it it takes time to really find happiness and and find yourself in college and and beyond that you you just can't get too caught up in what other people are doing because yeah. so I think as soon as as soon as you start to play that game you're really selling yourself short because you're you're not focused on yourself at that point and, and you really need to be
0: very very true if you can at all avoid it just try not to compare yourself yeah. to what's happening like this is something that I actually learned I think like junior year. I would see people posting at a party and maybe that same day I decided to stay in and just watch a movie or do whatever. And I would say to myself, okay, but they're not going to post about the day that they decide to stay in and watch a movie. So I'm just happening to see the day that they went to a party.
1: Right. No, it's, it's such a tough thing to, to remind yourself of (laughs) because yeah, in the moment it's hard not to compare. And and still even today, like as an adult who's about to turn thirty. It's tough to not scroll through Facebook or, or LinkedIn. I think I'm dating myself by, by probably referencing those as like the <laughs> certain tools that I use as opposed to like Instagram and TikTok. But those are the tools that I use, Facebook and LinkedIn. And it's, it's tough to like, as you're scrolling through, not compare yourself to like what, what your college friends or what anything's doing. Like it, it doesn't go away. That impulse doesn't go away. But I think for me, especially going to college, that was when I was the most vulnerable. Like right now I can sort of have a little bit of perspective at least and sort of step back and tell myself these things that I'm saying now. But but in college, again, all these changes, it's just, there's so much going on that it's sometimes tough to have that perspective.
0: Yeah. And I honestly really respected the people who would post things. Like I post, like I'm having so much fun, but actually I really miss my friends. I really miss home. Yeah. Sometimes people would say, I'm still going to post all these things, but just know like it's actually really hard and it's not as fun as it always seems, which is not to say college isn't fun. College is one of the most fun times of your life, but it's just refreshing to see people being honest about how the adjustment can be sometimes.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It, it, it's refreshing to see that sometimes.
0: Yeah, yeah, it really is. And going off of that, you also said one of the things that you wish you knew was not to get caught up in what you think you're supposed to be doing. So I was wondering, do you feel like this applies to clubs, picking a major, any specific area or just kind of everything?
1: Oh, you know, it it applies to everything. When I think about it, when I think about it applied to myself, it really applies to my major selection. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mentioned that I studied finance and and generally, it, it definitely felt like there was this pressure to, to study finance, right? That was the, sort of like the in vogue major that I think maybe half of all students at Wharton studied. But there are probably like 10 other things that I would have studied and picked as my major before that. You know, I'm not working in yeah. finance today. I don't think I ever really did really some deep soul searching that is probably required when you choose your major. I just sort of was like, okay, everyone here is studying finance because that's what will get you the best job and get you the best career and get, make you, you know, get you the highest paying job, whatever the most money. And yeah, that's just sort of what I, what I gravitated towards without really thinking about it and, and really just got sort of consumed by this idea of like everyone else is doing it. So I'm going to do it. it. It's really similar to the social media thing that we were talking about earlier, but just played out in, in a different way, maybe.
0: Yeah. I, I feel like that brings up a really good point that when you pick your major, like, I kind of just went based off of what I like to do, which is good. But I don't know, I I feel like you have to do certain things really quickly, like, or at least it feels like you have to do things really quickly, like get onto a major track, that way you start taking those classes. Mm -hmm. And when there's that time pressure, I feel like sometimes you don't get to take the necessary time to soul search, like you said, and actually think, What do I want to do? What's going to get me to where I want to be? All of that stuff. So, I definitely applaud people who do that. But I know I felt like that time crunch of, okay, what am I supposed to be doing in order to be on track for X, Y, Z?
1: Yeah, and it's it's not just the time crunch within the you know four or five six years, however long you spend at college, but it's this time crunch of like, you know, in your life, you're expected at age like eighteen to make this huge decision about how you're going to spend the next like 40, 50 years of your life. And it just, it's such an impractical thing to ask of, of a teenager. Yeah. The the further and further I'm removed from it, the more I think like, that doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. (laughs) Especially because like in high school, I didn't take any, I took a personal finance class, which was like, this is what a bank account is like, this is what an interest rate is. Like it was nothing that prepared me for what I was going to study in college. And, and again, you, you're mm-hmm. vulnerable and it's very easy to get caught up in what others are doing. So you just, sometimes you end up going with the flow. I, I really do wish I, I went with something I enjoyed more because yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, the, probably the most important thing to consider is that if you're not enjoying it, you're not going to be happy. You're not going to be good at it. You know, that really is a big part of it too, that, you know, your, your heart's just not going to be in it and it's just going to, just going to weigh you down.
0: Sometimes it becomes a matter of your own time. And it's like, if you're going to be spending so much time doing something, it might as well be something that you want to do, not something you feel like you're supposed to do. Right. And I, I feel like that goes with clubs too. Like on certain college campuses, sometimes there are clubs that it seems like everybody is in or that everybody tries out for. And I know for me at Villanova, there definitely were some clubs where it seemed like you were supposed to apply to them, even just to try. But for a lot of them, I didn't even want to do it. So I was like, why would I waste my time and the time of the people who actually want to be here to apply for this? And I feel like that was a really, even though I didn't get to see like the end result, I feel like that was a really good decision because why waste the precious time you have at college doing something if you don't actually want to do it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was in I was in a couple different clubs in college, and probably the one that sticks with me the most is my time with the Glee Club. You know, I probably spent more time doing that than I did on actual school work. I mean, hopefully my parents aren't listening to this right now, but, <laughs> but it's probably the truth. At the same time, I was also in like the Wharton Undergraduate Finance Club, and I don't remember... I don't remember anything from it, but I blocked it out. Yeah. Like I was, I, well, I either blocked it out or just never really like went to a meeting or anything, but I was, yeah, I was going through my LinkedIn the other day and I was like, wait, I was in that club. I (laughs) choose to be in this club that I don't remember. And yeah, it's just, you know, your, your heart really has to be in the things you do. I mean, probably just generally good advice for life, but, but especially for college because otherwise you're gonna end up paying dues for a club that you don't even remember.
0: Yeah, your heart really has to be in it. And that's why it's really important to give time to those things you really love so that you do have those positive memories because clubs can be some of the best parts of college. Thanks so much for talking with me about the things you wish you knew before you went to college.
1: Of course, of course, happy to.
0: I seriously loved this talk with Shahom and I really loved the honesty about social media. That was a big learning curve for me in college. We've got an incredible talk with our next grad, so let's get into it. Hi, Delena. Hi, Elena. Thank you so much for being here today to talk about what you wish you knew before going to college. Before we get started, where did you go to undergrad?
2: I actually graduated from Old Dominion University in Norfolk, Virginia, but I transferred while I was in college. So I started out at Tennessee Tech in uh-huh. Cookville, Tennessee. I was
0: a transfer student, too.
2: Yeah, I think that that's something people don't often think about as
0: transferring, but that's, that's sometimes a normal thing to do. Maybe biased, but I definitely agree. So in the things that you wish you knew before going to college, you said a few things that I'd love to talk about. First, you said that your professors want to get to know you. That's something that I think was really important for me when I was in college. So I'd love to hear more about your experience with that. And if you have any tips for introducing yourself to your professor. Yeah,
2: I think professors are one of the biggest advocates you'll have while you're at college. One of the the best tips, I think, is introducing yourself to all of your professors by stopping by office hours, maybe during the first month of classes. Mm -hmm. It's helpful, I, I think, as they are grading assignments, looking at tests, it's just nice when they can put a face with a name. And if you have more of a relationship with that professor, I think they're more willing to work with you when things come up throughout the semester. They are often people that will also help you find internships or jobs Mm -hmm. or on-campus work. So they are just really people that they're going to help you get more out of the classes that you're taking, but they can also help you professionally down the
0: road. That's very true. And it's really wild to think that all of that starts with just introducing yourself. Sometimes it's not enough to be in a professor's class. If they have 400 students or if they have 10, introducing yourself can go a really long way. You go from being a student in the class to Delana. You know, the professor knows what you're interested in. It really personifies you and I think makes for a more personal relationship with the professor.
2: You know, all of us have probably heard stories of professors that invite students into their home, or maybe Mm -hmm. they buy them a cup of coffee on campus, and they have a relationship outside of that classroom. It's hard to be away from home, especially that first time, and especially if you've gone to college out of state or several hours away. And the professors are somebody that you're seeing probably more than anyone else on campus besides your friends. And so Mm -hmm. they're such a great resource. And I think sometimes it feels intimidating for students to go up to somebody that's more in the authoritative figure. But really, I think it's such a great relationship that you can start.
0: I definitely agree. I remember I made it my mission. Anytime I had a class, whether I was in my first year or senior year, I would introduce myself to the professor and I remember the first couple of times and honestly, even into senior year, my hands would get a little shaky and I'd be like, oh my gosh, all you have to do is tell them your name. Like that is it. But I would get kind of nervous because they are your professor. But like you said, once you do that, even if your voice is shaking or you're you know, nervous to do it, it goes a long way and it could help you throughout your entire four years, whether you have them again or not. So definitely a key thing to do. I,
2: I'm the Mother of two daughters, and uh, both have gone through college, and they probably felt like I was a broken record because every time I would talk to them if they were struggling in a class or, you know, complaining about something, (laughs) I would always ask, "Have you talked to your professor? Do you know them? You know, the first few weeks of class, have you stopped by your professor's office yet?" I just feel it's such an important thing to do.
0: The other thing that you said you wish you knew before going to college is that your friends will continue to change as you explore and find your place on campus. Can you elaborate a little more on that? Yeah, I think the colleges do such a great job of
2: helping students find community um, Mm -hmm. in their first semester on campus. They plan a lot of activities. Obviously, there's a lot of social activities going on, parties that you can be involved with, Greek life, if that is something that you choose to do. And it's easy to, I think that first semester, meet some new people and feel like these are your people and they are going to be your friends throughout college. But the fact is you're going to learn and grow. You yourself are continually evolving and it's okay if those people that maybe you meet that freshman year, maybe they're your roommates, it's okay if those relationships change Um, Because hopefully you are just becoming more yourself, true to yourself through college. And as you really settle into the activities that matter to you most, whether that is related to your college major or whether it's just related to some of your social interest, I think it is okay to be okay with letting some relationships grow as you develop more.
0: Yeah, that I think is something that not a lot of people talk about. I think that when people talk about college, they say, you're going to find your lifelong friends. You're going to meet the best people you've ever met before, but they don't really talk about sometimes those relationships during your first few weeks are awesome and vital, but you might not be friends with them forever. And that's okay. I remember, like I said, I transferred. So when I was at my first school during orientation, everybody kind of started to have a friend group and I latched onto my roommate. I was like, thank God we get along. That's it. I don't need to look any further because I was so nervous. And it was my first couple of weeks. And then as time goes on, you start to find people in your classes. You find random people in a club that you joined and you start getting coffee every week. And those sorts of things happen naturally after your first few weeks. And I think, I just think it's something that not a lot of people talk about. So I was so happy that that was something you wish you knew too. It's
2: kind of like the, the right people come along at the right time.
0: Yeah. And that's absolutely okay. Definitely. Thank you so much, Delana. This is really excellent advice. Thanks, Elena. Happy to do it. Delana's advice is so, so important. Friends in college can be some of the most magical people that you'll meet. Our next grad also has amazing advice. So here it goes. Hey, Cole.
3: Hello. How are you?
0: I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm super excited to talk about the things you wish you knew before you went to college. So thanks so much for taking the time to speak with me.
3: Absolutely. Glad to be here.
0: So my first question is, where did you go to school?
3: I went to Philadelphia University. It's now Jefferson.
0: Yeah. Awesome. I pass Jefferson all the time on my way into Philly.
3: Henry Avenue. Yep.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So let's dive into the things you wish you knew before going to college. So- one of the things that you suggested was you wish that you knew Spanish before you headed to college. So I'm wondering, any reason why you would suggest knowing another language before heading off to college?
3: Yeah, I mean, I think for me it comes back to being more well-rounded. I've always kind of had this thought in my head that Spanish is one of those languages where it's so useful to know. Spanish has become a very common language just across the board. So Uh, Generally speaking, you know, I've always wanted to learn uh, Spanish and kind of use that as a platform for me to learn other languages, too.
0: Yeah, Spanish is such a versatile and beautiful language. And I found in college that there are lots of opportunities to learn another language, whether that's in a club or a class or an elective. So definitely, if you get the chance to learn a language, try it out. And in learning about the language, you learn about the culture, too, which is always a really great thing.
3: Absolutely.
0: And you also said that you wished you knew more about finances before you got to college. And we all know that college is about looking for a deal and trying to get discounts wherever you can. Yep, Did having a student discount at stores or museums, anything like that ever save you in a
3: pinch? I I really wish I would have been more well-versed in in financials, which is why I, I feel so strongly that finance should be taught to students at a young age. Yeah. I almost took it like year by year. I would come home each year, work in the summertime. That would be the money I had, but I didn't plan at all. Like I literally Mm -hmm. got to mid year each college year and I ran out of money. Yeah. Like I wish I would have saved money earlier, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. And I think that becomes especially hard if if you're not taught about interest rates and loans in school, especially high school, but then at the end of high school, you have to take out a loan to pay for college, how are you going to have the knowledge to yeah. know how to pay for that or come up with a payment schedule? So it's definitely, unfortunately, sometimes seeking out information for yourself right? or going to your guidance counselor or the college's uh, financial aid department, and they can often help with a lot of resources to help guide students in paying for the student loans. Yeah. Yeah. And in, in thinking of managing finances in college and sort of planning ahead, it makes me think of saving money in college, which I know I tried to do wherever I could. And one thing I found is that your student ID can get you into a lot of things. There yeah. are apps just for student discounts. One of them is called Unidays, and you sign up with your student ID and you get discounts on clothing stores, technology, things like that. And all you have to do is show the coupon and you'll get the discount. Or even on campus, schools are often giving away all kinds of free stuff all the time, but even discounted tickets to comedy shows or things like that around the area of your college. So there's always a deal out there, especially with your student ID.
3: Yeah, there's a lot more now and the world's just so much more connected today than it was I'm not gonna tell you how long ago it was. <laughs> a long time ago and anything you're talking about now, I didn't have visibility in. At least yeah. I don't remember, you know, so. Yeah,
0: well, thank you so much, Cole. These were really great and I appreciate you taking the time to talk with me today. Absolutely. That was such a great chat with Cole. There are definitely lots of opportunities to learn new languages in college. Up next, we've got another awesome talk with the grad. So let's hear what they have to say. Hey, Anna.
4: Hi, Elena. Thanks for
0: having me here. Thanks for being here. I'm so excited to talk about what you wish you knew before you went to college. So my first question is, where did you go to undergrad?
4: I went to Drexel University in Philadelphia.
0: Nice. Love Philly. So you mentioned being curious about and reflective of the things outside of class. And you capitalize things outside of class (laughs) (laughs) because they're likely the most important things that you'll learn. And I feel like that's a really exciting and low-key magical thought. So I was wondering, can you explain, like, what are these things outside of class?
4: Yeah, I think looking back at college, it's really obvious to me that the things that I remember the most are some of the conversations I had with professors right after class had ended. It was the conversations I had with people I was meeting and thought I'd be friends with because we were meeting at the very beginning of college. And then maybe we never connected again, but I got to learn a lot of things about people. And that kind of all wound up being things that supplemented my education and things inside of class. But I think you know, those really stuck with me even more.
0: That's a really great point because you learned so much in class, in college. But a lot of the things that now that I've graduated that I walk away with are those things outside of class, you know, air quotes. And I feel like that's anywhere from the soft skills of interacting with people who you're just meeting to even things literally outside of class. Like you said, like the professor finishes class and then sort of takes the professor hat off and the cool person hat goes on and then they tell you all the cool things that they know.
4: Exactly. And even, you know, there were people I would meet at parties and talking about things in class and it led to them telling me about a project they were working on or a startup they were doing. And I actually got my first true internship within design That way, because it was someone that I had met, I learned a lot there, and there were things that I felt like I was learning similar things in my classes about business and about design. But I was actually getting to apply it, and I was applying it in real time in like the real world, where some of the things I was learning in class felt like they were a few
0: years dated. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I was also wondering what was one of the coolest things outside of class that you learned. That's an interesting
4: one. I think I think looking back at college you can see how things are so connected of all these principles that you're learning within classes and how that applies to projects and the way that you're approaching a problem and finding a solution to things is really all the same no matter what it is and I think looking back it's a lot more obvious to me now but in the moment, it was definitely <laughs> hard to, to see things that big, I think. So that's probably
0: the best answer I can come up with right now. No, that's really, really great. I think that hindsight is definitely 2020. 20, and figuring out what those big lessons are sometimes comes right after you graduate or years after you graduate, and then you realize what those really big things are. Yeah. I was thinking about your question because I was like, what is my thing outside of class that I learned? And I think one of the things would be to enjoy the ordinariness of life. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you've ever seen this movie called About Time, but it's a fantastical movie. And I used to watch it a lot during college. And it just makes me appreciate the tiniest, littlest aspects of life. Little interactions end up making a really big difference in your overall life. I also laughed at one of the things that you said you wish you knew before college. You said to master the 20-minute nap. And I had to laugh because it's so true. Like, you really can catch up on a lot of sleep that way. My personal sweet spot was a 17-minute nap. I don't know why, but you, you find it, and then you master it.
4: That is a good sweet spot because there's a point where it's oversleeping. And yeah. I was a master of it. There's something about your twin XL bed freshman year in your dorm that is just so unbelievably comfortable. It just felt (laughs) like home. I felt like I had more of an attachment to that bed than I ever did to my bed any other time in my life. There was a point where I was so good at doing the 20 minute nap. And I think that was the only way that got me through. The true hack was coming back from class, having a cup of coffee, then taking my nap, then waking up and, you know, the coffee had activated and then I was ready for my next class. And I don't think I would have gotten through back-to-back classes
0: without that. Thank you so much, Anna, for talking about what you wish you knew before college. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Elena. Anna's advice really made me think, and honestly, I hope that everybody finds their thing outside of class in college. Let's dive into our next grads conversation. Okay, so I'm here with Paul. Hi, Paul. Hello. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm so excited to talk about the things you wish you knew before you went to college. So I guess the first question is, where did you go to college?
5: I went to Temple University in Philadelphia.
0: Very cool. So when you're going to college, there's so many things you need to know. Inevitably, there will be things you wish you knew. So one of the things that you said was to research your professors online before picking classes. So how do you suggest researching professors?
5: I'd say ratemyprofessor.com is the best resource just because it has the largest data set and you can find professors from pretty much any college there. The reason it's important is because a lot of times your first year of college, before you really get the lay of the land, there's a lot of required courses you have to take and there's mm-hmm. tons of teachers that offer them and there's usually a wide variety of quality in those professors. Like if it's an intro to English class, there might be 30 different professors offering that class and it could really make the experience much better if you find one of the better professors, which is usually pretty easy to do on a website like Great My Professor.
0: You bring up a good point because I feel like this is especially important for those larger required classes for let's say accounting. Maybe there's only two professors you can kind of pick either way and be fine. But when there's 30 professors for your intro to English class, you kind of want to know what direction you should go in and who you should choose.
5: Yeah, the, the general uh, enjoyability of the class is usually much higher with the better professors just because some of them may be doing it like you know it's their day job versus some of them are very passionate about the subject. And that really shows through in their teaching style usually.
0: Definitely. And just for people who aren't familiar, can you tell us a little bit about Rate My Professor, what it looks like, things like that?
5: It's basically like any other online review site, kind of like a a Yelp or, you know, Google reviews, where you just go on after you've taken a class and you can rate the professor of that class based on, you know, their... Various qualities like whether or not they're just good teachers of that subject, whether or not they're friendly, the difficulty of the course, that kind of stuff, and it can really help narrow down the selections when you have you know a ton of choices for a specific class, uh, just to try to up your chances of finding a more successful classroom.
0: Yeah, definitely. I used rate my professor. I think every single semester of college, even if I knew something about a professor, I still went to rate my professor just to see what other people thought and how they felt, I do feel like sometimes it can be skewed if somebody had a super negative experience or Mm -hmm. they, they failed the final exam, they might write something kind of mean. So, you know, sometimes you got to take it with a grain of salt. Um,
5: Oh yeah. It's just like every other review site, like Yelp, you're going to, tons of, tons of people review the bad professors and not a lot of people review the great ones. So you have to, you have to weigh everything with that. Skeptical eye of you know why is this person giving them such a low rating? Yeah, generally on the more intro classes where there are tons of professors teaching tons of classes, there's usually enough reviews that the weighted average kinda helps. But yeah, Yeah. you should definitely be very suspect of all the five star and all the one star reviews.
0: That's super true. And another thing that you said, which I think is a very good rule of thumb to follow, is take as many credits as possible before senior year so that you can have a flexible schedule in your senior year so you can enjoy everything that comes with that.
5: Yeah, that was huge for me. When I went to Temple, I'm not sure if that's still the case, there was no required internship program to get like real world job experience. They had a capstone class, which was supposed to emulate that as best as possible in a classroom. But one of my big fears while in college was basically graduating and having a diploma, but nothing to put on a resume other than, yeah. you know, customer service jobs I had prior to college. So because that was a driving force in some of my decision-making, I made the conscious decision to load up as many courses as I could my freshman, sophomore, and junior classes. Like I believe the maximum was like 16 credits. So I never took Mm -hmm. less than 14 so that my senior year I could take, you know, six credits or five credits and still have plenty of room to graduate, which left open three or four days a week, both of those semesters to basically get a real job in an internship, just to have that experience. It's just a huge leg up once you join, you know, the workforce after graduation to have something actionable to put on your resume other than, you know, you graduated.
0: That's really, really true. And I feel like that internship even if it seems like extra work to have to apply and then go somewhere three or four days a week, that's not school. Mm-hmm. It can seriously go such a long way. Like I know people who did that, they loaded up their first three years and then senior year got an internship and then they offered a job yep. after. So it, it's not just for the moment, this could be good. You could end up getting a job after and not have to worry about that.
5: Yes, I completely agree. I I actually had a similar experience where the internship I worked at did offer me a position, but it was still nice to have that internship with real world experience uh, on there um, just because everyone else is graduating without that. And it gives you a slight leg up if you know, you're going head to head with somebody who just graduated, you know, that might give you the nod because of that real world experience.
0: Huge, huge leg up. I know two people who graduated with degrees that are not what they're working in now, but because they had an internship. So one of them mm-hmm. majored in political science She had an internship in finance. She now works at a finance company. Another person was a humanities major and had internships in marketing, now has a job in marketing. So sometimes just having that internship on your resume right out of college, it could seriously put you where you want to be, even if you're not studying what you want to do in the future.
5: Mm -hmm. Completely agreed. My wife was the same way. She went to school for marketing and is now like basically a computer programmer.
0: Cool. That's very cool, but it, it really goes to show you could study one thing. And if you have an internship or even just a passion for something, mm-hmm. you could go into something completely different.
5: Yeah. As, as someone who's been on the, now has been on the hiring end of those decisions. A lot of times employers are looking not at the specific thing that you graduated with, which degree you have, but just by and large, you can, you can, if you have real world experience, that's weighed more heavily than the degree
0: you have. Definitely. So you also mentioned to try as many clubs as you can, because it could open a lot of doors for you, the more people that you know. Can you tell me a little more about that?
5: Yeah, in my personal experience, the people that I met at college have been as valuable to me as the education there, just in terms of opportunities that were afforded me and doors that were opened. I'd definitely say that the the people you meet there and the experiences you gain are worth just as
0: much. Wow. Yeah. You could meet somebody and then later they could interview you for a job. They could show up at your future company. It's really wild to think that the people who we meet, we could just have a two second interaction with, or we could actually take the time to be friendly and get to know them Mm -hmm. and maybe end up working with them in the future or just even becoming friends with them and, and having that relationship spark up out of nowhere. Once my professor on like the first day of class, was looking at all of us. And he asked us, how many of you think you're friendly people? And of course, everybody raised their hand. And then he was like, how many of you know the name of the custodial staff outside? They clean the building every day. How many of you know their name? And literally nobody raised their hand. And he was like, I do know their names. That's so-and-so. And and this is so-and-so. And they have three kids and they're going on vacation next week. And he knew all of that. And he was like, next time I ask you that, I really hope all of you raise your hands. Like all of us like to think that we're friendly people, but when you really take the chance to get to know somebody and just ask someone their name or how their day is going, it could seriously make a huge difference. Yeah.
5: I mean, especially if you go to a larger university, there's tons of clubs for every possible interest or hobby or profession that you're interested in. Like it's so easy to join classes. All you have to do is show up. it's just like the classwork. You really just have to show up and half the work is done just by being there. But yeah, you make a ton of connections. You make a ton of friends. It'll make your time at college infinitely more enjoyable than just going to class and then going back to your dorm room.
0: Yeah. Like I can't stress that enough. It definitely makes your time more worth it. And it doesn't just become, I go to class, I go back to my dorm, I go to sleep.
5: It's also a great time to try new things. Like anything that has ever interested you, there's probably a club for it. And it's cool to be a novice and just get your feet wet and see if you really like it. Yeah, it's a great opportunity to meet people and just try new things.
0: Yeah, you can at the activities fair, like you said, find a club you never heard of, find 10 clubs you never heard of, sign up for all of them. And then you're just on the email list. And if you want to go to a meeting and you're free, you can go to a meeting. If not, you go to the next one. You, you have so many possibilities and there's actually no limit to how many things you could just try out.
5: hmm Completely agreed.
0: Well, thank you so much for all of your advice. This is really great. And we hope to speak with you again soon. Thanks. Paul is so right. And I loved this advice. If you have the chance to get an internship or a job experience in college, definitely go for it. Who knows? You might learn something really cool along the way. And that is what I wish I knew before college part two. Everyone's advice amazes me every time and makes me even more excited for you to start your college adventure. Up next in the series, we're going to have an episode about college hacks and the secret tips and tricks that grads recommend to make the most of your time, money, and memories in college. If you want to hear more from the series, make sure you follow us on Instagram at SCORE Inc. And check out SCORE's other podcast episodes with advice for applying to and starting college. All right, that's all for me. Remember, you've got this and I'm cheering you on. See you next time.